are now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. Very interesting, the different news categories of what's happening in America. We're going to talk about that and how these categories connect. They, they connect on a cultural level, economic level, and interestingly enough, a spiritual level. For example, uh, the news of the Disney Walt Disney theme parks and their attendance going down has been the, the subject of interest from economic analysts for uh, quite some time. And in, in recent months, especially since this is one of the prime uh, vacationing times, seasons, Disney attendance has been down. Now, the question is, why has Disney attendance down in the theme parks? That is, when you try to get that information, um, you, you get spin, you get diversion, and you get cover-up. All of things which you would expect from news that is managed from a uh, control point of view. In other words, the- theoretically, you should be able to look for the news, and since it is a fact, and it's a fact recognized by big financial analysts everywhere, one would think that you would simply look for it and, and you get the answer. Well, no, the answers are there, but their they're, they're answers are um, diverted, hidden, covered up. Uh, the changing of vocabulary words, all methodically designed to keep you, if possible, but certainly uh, people that you interact with from knowing the real truth about what's what's driving this. And um, what caught my attention was, um, I believe it was recorded on Sunday, uh, Megan Kelly, which I have not seen her program in a long time. Uh, I don't even know if I ever saw her, her podcast since she left, left Fox. But in any case, she had an interesting show, which ironically... Uh, appeared on uh, Google, which tells you a lot in and of itself, because when you look at uh, Google, you see that they're making a calculated effort to try to uh, appear, we're not saying that they are, but they're trying to appear more uh, moderate or whatever. In any case, Megyn Kelly had a guest, and they were talking about the fact that Wall Street uh, is very concerned about the Disney theme parks and why, according to Yahoo Finance, why Disney theme parks could be, quote, losing their magic. In other words, why are American families not going to the theme parks in, in the way that they used to go in previous years? Because, of course, this affects income and it affects Disney in a big way. So when you look for information, What caught my attention when I was listening to Megyn Kelly talk to her guest was the fact that the guest pointed out, and then during Kelly's monologue, she pointed out um, that they believed firmly that the cause of the slowdown for Disney, the theme parks, was the fact of all the social engineering uh, that has been going on, all the mandated. People groups that had to be hired, that had to be represented uh, at Disney, 
And and what caught my attention was uh, the guest was talking about this video that had been circulating of of a family attending the Disney theme park and uh, being greeted by uh, a female character, a princess in, in one of the Disney shops or whatever. And yet it was very, very obvious from looking at the uh, female princess that the female princess at the Disney shop at the theme park, that the princess was not female. Princess was male. And that's not the only the only story coming out of uh, Disney. Uh, and it was their contention and opinion that this this is the major reason American families are saying no to, uh, at least in, in significant numbers, they're saying no to uh, visiting the Disney theme parks. So we see a backlash, but you see that's covered up because when you when you try to research that, what you get is a whole bunch of stories that don't admit the truth. Um, concerning the theme parks, uh, the Disney experiences, as they call them, the, pro- the Disney products, uh, their businesses, uh, and even affecting the profits for their entertainment, all their entertainment industries, because they own like a massive amount of the entertainment market. So, very interesting. Oh, so the company, according to Yahoo Finance, said that. Uh, the back half of this year, we'll see. Now, listen to the words. Quote, this is from Disney. Uh, my source is Yahoo Finance. Uh, the company said, the back half of this year, we'll see, quote, a moderation in demand at domestic parks, especially when compared to last year's 50th anniversary celebration at Disney World. So they're, they're, they're calling... Uh, what's happening at Disney, they're using an Orwellian word or an Orwellian phrase like out of George Orwell's novel, uh, 1984, where Big Brother controls the media and society. So the Big Brother word that they use is they're calling uh, their, their, their slowdown in uh, theme park attendance, again, quote, a moderation in demand. Now, what kind of you know what word is that a moderation in demand that's that's literally blowing smoke in your eyes think of a big fat sweaty guy and I'm, I'm not if you smoke cigars i'm not picking on you so get it out of your head i'm not picking on you i'm not even talking about you i'm talking i'm using a metaphor so a person in my mind doesn't exist it's a metaphor so don't get your feelings hurt so think of, think of a big, fat, sweaty guy smoking, not even a high-quality Cuban cigar, just blowing smoke in your face with some cheap cigar. That used to be quite common in New York City. And uh, these, because back then, when I was a kid, smoking wasn't as restricted publicly as it is now. So think of somebody blowing smoke in your eyes so that you can't see what's obviously in front of your eyes. Well, that's exactly what the term, quote, moderation in demand is. It's a big, fat guy blowing cigar smoke into your eyes, so your eyes sting and you can't see what's right in front of your eyes. They're hiding the truth. And more, by the way. So the the former uh, CFO of Disney or Disney theme parks 
warned the company's latest earnings call in May. Um, there are signs that moderation is coming to fruition. What this is like a get twilight zone talk. There are signs that moderation is coming to fruition. According to data provided by Touring Plans, a trip planning company that tracks wait times at the theme parks, the 4th of July holiday was relatively quiet at Disney's domestic parks in both Florida and California. All right, so at least Touring Plans, the company, is, is, is telling the truth. They're emphasizing signs of a summer slowdown. And, and according to Touring Plans, uh, a notable planning company that tracks wait times at theme parks, the 4th of July was relatively quiet at their theme parks in Florida and California. Well, it, relatively quiet means like nobody's there. That's what that means. Relatively quiet on their biggest days, like the 4th of July, those are the big days for the theme parks where they let it all, you know, hang out, so to speak. No, no, no pun intended. So, so to call that uh, the, the Orwellian term, that they're experiencing, a, the company said, Disney, you will see a moderation in demand. Those are Big Brother Orwellian words. What is moderation in demand? Well, what it really is, it's not some, you know, mystical term. Moderation in demand, translated by the, the touring company, touring plans, moderation in demand is really, nobody's there, or not nobody, a very small attendance, very quiet on the 4th of July uh, weekend. So, so that's huge. It's not moderation and demand. That's like, for Disney, that's like crisis. That would be a better term. So what's causing that? Now, of course, that's hidden too. So I'm looking at a chart from Yahoo Finance. Oh, that was released from that company, Touring Plans photo, Getty Images. And uh, you can see the, the wait times now, in, in colored uh, square chart, so the wait times, uh, the, 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 normally you would think, oh, well, the, the lesser the wait time, the better it is. Well, in the theme park business, the, the, the smaller your wait time, in economic terms, is very, very bad. It's not a good thing. I mean, it appears to be a good thing for the customer because the customer doesn't have to wait an agonizing amount of time to get on their favorite ride. But in reality, in economic reality, having short wait times means you don't make much money and your attendance has considerably slowed down. Uh, and, and from my memory of when I used to go to Disney with my kids, when they were kids, and that was many moons ago, the wait times were for the big rides were very, very long. I mean, long like, you know, a couple of hours in many cases, if not most cases, for the big rides. Now you're looking at uh, an average, in, in many cases, this is, according, this is according to Disney, so we don't know if it's accurate, 47 minutes on average. So if, if I said, you know, the wait time was like two hours or whatever, which was true for the big rides, the new rides, when, when we were taking our kids there, that's a, that's a reduction of uh, over 50%. Over 50% reduction on the biggest days is a big deal. Okay, so uh, they don't, in the course in the story, they don't give you the reason why uh, they're experiencing the big 
the big slow times. Um, and that's what we're going to get into in, in just a second. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. Take advantage of the big discounts on uh, different books and uh, the fact that uh, we pay for your shipping. And uh, you add that all up, and that's a big savings. If you if you buy now, that's your incentive. And go to paulmcguire.us or simply make a donation and, and help us continue our outreach. Because, see, for example, the analysis of the news is not something you're going to easily find uh, anywhere in the media. Because their job uh, is to obscure or hide the truth or, or blow smoke in your eyes. Our job is to tell the truth because the truth will set you free. There, there is something of the equivalent. I was talking to my wife about this uh, earlier, and I was talking about the fact that all, all the data that I'm going to talk to you about on today's edition of the Paul McGuire Report is, is really, in my opinion, evidence of a, of a spiritual earthquake shaking America. Now, you don't hear that kind of language in the media, and that's why you need to support alternative media, and specifically alternative media, which tells you the truth from a biblical perspective or a Judeo-Christian worldview. And that's what we do. Without that, you don't have truth. And without truth, you don't have the transformational substance spiritually Without truth, you don't have the substance, you don't have the power to change America. You see, what is propelling America to move in a direction that is very, very dangerous to people of every single political and social persuasion? I don't care what side of the fence you're on, left, right, or whatever. It's dangerous to you, because if you know history, and we analyze history on the Paul McGuire Report, if you know history, you know that you can learn from history. And as that old expression goes, those that fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat it. So right now, in plain sight, if there's somebody there to show it to you, or where you, if you know how to find it yourself, it is blatantly obvious that truth is speaking in America in a very powerful way right now. A very powerful way. A, a way that is so powerful that I I say that it is equivalent to a spiritual earthquake, but there are powerful entities and forces that are deliberately and strategically covering that truth up, hiding that truth, obscuring that truth, because they don't want, their motivation is to hide the truth from you, because they know the truth has the power to transform and to set you free. And if you know anything about who these entities are that I'm speaking of, and that I, that I'm not talking about when I speak about them, I'm talking about I go to the mother lode. I go to the source of where all this is coming from. That is almost universally, with, with few exceptions, that is almost universally uh, not available. It's hidden. It's disguised, it's diverted, even in the best of intentions when people analyze most of them, not all of them. There's, there, there's, a, there's a small percentage which will, will tell the truth and explain it. But that's what we do. That's the only way you can change the nation is with truth. 
So we're going to get to some more truth in a minute, including how the, the movie, The Sound of Freedom, plays into all this and other factors that are, are liter- literally shaking this nation like it has been hurt, uh, hit with a spiritual earthquake. We'll be back in a moment. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Okay, so you look, you, you try to discover the truth uh, in the mainstream news media regarding uh, the, the movie The Sound of Freedom and other, other topics, and it's always hidden. It's disguised with these ridiculous words like moderation, you know, nonsensical words that don't mean anything to anybody. I don't care how high or big your IQ is. You read that statement about moderation. It means absolutely nothing. It's a nonsensical statement designed to hide from you the truth, to sucker punch you. And when you dig into it, you find out the truth, and a very interesting truth. So you have, on one hand, the objective financial truth that Wall Street itself is acknowledging, which is attendance at the Disney uh, theme parks in Florida and California. The attendance for Disney is down significantly. Any way you slice it, it's down significantly. And then they, they not only hide the fact that it's down significantly, they, they hide the, the reason for why it's down. And then Disney comes out with a barrage of press releases and some of their companies that they kind of control come out with the same false news stories that the attendance is down for Disney because of the weather. Well, it's been very hot before and attendance was not down. So obviously, it's not the weather. I'm not saying that the weather may not have been a factor for some people. It may have been. But that's not the real reason. Because that to come up with that false answer for the reason why attendance is down, again, is to blow smoke in your eyes. Especially in light of the elephant in the room. And there's a big, fat, gigantic elephant, a white elephant in the room. And there's no way that if you're even remotely rational, unless you've completely turned over your mind to a, to a trance state, and, and you're living in a somnambulistic trance, and let's, let's, let's be honest among one another, we all know a whole lot of people that are in a fully-fledged psychological trance state. That means they're here in reality, but they're not really mentally present in our reality. They're physically present in reality, but their brains are like hypnotized, and they're far, far, far away in some other kind of consciousness. So you'd have to be far, far, far away in some other kind of consciousness not to plainly see the enormous elephant in the room. And what is the elephant in the room, which enables us to analyze properly at least what might be potential reasons for the Disney slowdown? Well, let's just talk about what's in the news today. It's dominating the news. It's been dominating the news for several days since the movie was released. And I'm talking about the movie The Sound of Freedom, which, um, according to Disney, Disney acquired uh, the film, The Sound of Freedom, 
Um, it, it acquired the Sound of Freedom in 2019. And the Sound of Freedom re- remained on the shelf at Disney. They didn't release it. They acquired it, but they didn't release it. They buried it. They put it on the back shelf until it was picked up by a Provo, Utah-based, by the Provo, Utah-based Angel Studios in 2023. So so Disney, and and, and from what many people allege who, who had been following this, whistleblowers or whatever you want to call them, they alleged that the reason uh, Disney sold it to Sound of Freedom, uh, sold Sound of Freedom to Angel Studios to begin with, was because they believed that if they sold it to Angel Studios, then the movie The Sound of Freedom would never see the light of day. It would never actually be distributed because Angel Studios. I guess was such a tiny company with such a little amount of financial capital that that it would go nowhere, and it was a hot potato for for Disney because people kept talking about it and, and demanding to know why they weren't releasing it, and and why didn't they release it? Okay, so now we're 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 around the curve here. So so the movie The Sound of Freedom was sitting on the shelf at Disney uh, since uh, uh, 2019, somewhere between 2018 and 2019. And then um, it was finally sold, after all those years, it was finally sold to the Provo, Utah-based Angel Studios in 2023. Um, but, and, and they thought, well, then it would die. You know, it would disappear because it takes a lot of money to write. I used to be in the feature film business. Many of you know that. I I organized, I was part of a team that organized uh, and helped to finance two different uh, feature films. We had to create, not only did we have to create our own production company for the feature films that I was executive producer on, but we not only had to create a, a production company, we also had to create, when the day was done, our own distribution, film distribution company, and uh, a marketing and distribution company. So I'm very familiar with how this works, with, with independent productions and what happens when you have to essentially distribute it yourself or whatever, or if you use a, a small distributor. So. They were hoping the film would disappear. And so what happened, you all know, or at least most of you know, is that the day that it opened, the box office receipts for Sound of Freedom was so massive that on opening day, uh, it had already beaten three of the, uh, let me be more accurate, by opening day and the day, and the box office revenues just on opening day for The Sound of Freedom, made massive profits that shook up the entire Hollywood uh, industry. The second day, in the second day of release of The Sound of Freedom, it, it did the, the Sound of Freedom did the unthinkable. It actually exceeded or surpassed uh, the, the biggest projected box office, box office releases 
in Hollywood. The biggest big budget films of the summer were beaten, including, I believe it's Disney that that uh, released uh, the latest Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. I don't know even know what the title is because I have no intention of seeing it because the because so many of the films that they've made, just from a cinematic point of view, are just so terribly written and a complete disaster as far as I'm concerned. So, so the latest film in the Raiders of the Lost Ark series, which Disney owns, was released, but it was surpassed on the second day of the release of The Sound of Freedom. It beat out Walt Disney's Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, with Harrison Ford, the actor. It beat that out. So, so think, now think of that from a spiritual dimension as well as any dimension you want to look at it. This small film, which Disney apparently buried in, at their studios on the back shelf, when it finally, against all odds, manages to get released, it's released in the same time period that Disney is releasing, and a number of other big Hollywood studios are releasing their big summer, you know, mega-hit movies that they expect to make a fortune on. And the very first day this, this, this tiny film, Sound of Freedom, is released, it shakes up the whole Hollywood feature film industry, just like the movie Jesus did, or The Passion of Christ did with Mel Gibson. And then, bam, it, it, by the second day, the Sound of Freedom, which Disney buried, actually ends up beating, on the second day of its release, it beats out the Disney film, uh, the latest Raiders of the Lost Ark film. So this is like, whoa. I mean, really, this doesn't happen in Hollywood, except very rare. The only time I've ever seen this happen in Hollywood before was when Mel Gibson released The Passion of the Christ. So, and, and the other thing is, the subject matter of The Sound of Freedom is about the true story of a government agent who is compelled to investigate the child sex trafficking criminal industry that is in operation in, in South America, all around the world, and sadly to say, it's in operation in the United States of America. This, that's, that, that's, not a, that's not a film that you expect would generate a lot of money because it's a highly, highly disturbing subject. And even though, given the, the volatile nature of uh, that type of film, The Sound of Freedom, the, the point is that it, it, uh, it was done with such integrity, which, with such a high level of spirituality and such a high level of not actually showing the horrific and, and abomination of, of images. Of, of, I'm not going to even talk about it. You know what sex check trafficking is. I don't need to say anything more than that. But it's necessary to expose this industry because in America, I think America is the largest sex trafficking consumer in the world, which doesn't speak well for us, does it? Okay, so this is, these are the dynamics. Now, what a lot of people are alleging, and Megyn Kelly alleged, her guest alleged, and many other people are alleging, is that the reason, pe the reason studio, uh, excuse me, theme park attendance is down for Disney 
is because they have been promoting and pushing so many sexual identity agendas in openly in their theme parks and on in, in their productions and in their entertainment industry products. They have been aggressively promoting and pushing uh, uh, all kinds of sexual uh, identity issues. And parents are voting um, not to attend the theme parks or participate with, with Disney products. And, and, but it's, it's reached even before The Sound of Freedom uh, was released and the, and the box office was generated and the controversy was generated. The American families were significantly making the decision to not take their vacations or take their children to the Disney theme parks because of the open expression and promotion of these uh, sexual social issues. And, and that was before The Sound of Freedom uh, was released. So, again, this, this is like a seismic shaking of the entire feature film industry. And then you have to ask the question, why, why would Disney crush this film? I mean, the purpose of Sound of Freedom is to protect young children, to protect young male, young female children. Okay, the consumers of uh, of uh, sexual trafficking, they they have every sexual you know interest under the sun. So, the purpose of the film is to expose the criminal nature and the violent, including murderous harm, to children. That's the purpose of the Sound of Freedom: is to rescue and save children. By making the public, which has been deliberately, it's, it has been deliberately hid from the American public, the true nature of sex trafficking, how horrible it is, and the fact that it is, it is like ultra rampant in our society. So let's dig deeper here and find more truth and, and see what's really happening and what's really going on. When you take a deep dive of research into the whole sex trafficking thing. It is going down, you know, Alice in Wonderland and the rabbit hole thing. I mean, it is beyond it is beyond the ability of most people to believe. Why? Because it's such an absolute horror that people's minds can't process what's really happening because it's so horrible and it is so... It's 180 degrees against what they have been taught is real in our society and what is not real. I had to do an article and research on the international and national child sex trafficking industry. I don't know. It was a long time ago. So anywhere from 15, 20 years ago. And it was an extensive article. And this was the first time that I had dug deeply into the subject matter. And when you dig deeply into the subject matter, you discover, as I did, that many of the largest governments in the world, many of the largest governments in the world are themselves involved in child sex trafficking. It's an international industry, and it generates, depending on how large, we're talking about the biggest governments in the world are involved in child sex trafficking. 
So the revenues are in the hundreds of millions of dollars annually. And that was when I did the research back then. I, I would imagine that easily, easily, uh, the international sex trafficking industry is generating way, way above and beyond a billion dollars a year. In fact, I would say a billion dollars a year is a, is a really low ball figure. And the, and, and the reason it's so insidious is because sex trafficking of children is integrated with not only massive international criminal cartels, so you have the, the, the big criminal cartels, the same level of criminal cartels that control, you know, international drug smuggling. That level of criminal cartel is involved in child sex trafficking. But just like in in uh, drugs and international criminal cartels that are, are hooked up to powerful governments around the world, in the same way, the child sex trafficking industry, there's an integration between these super powerful criminal cartels and the biggest governments in the world. So you have the biggest governments in the world working hand-in-hand with the international criminal cartels in in child sex trafficking, which is beyond, in terms of horrific, it's beyond slavery, because it's the living torture daily of these young girls and boys. Now, the other thing is that you have major banking institutions around the world, major financial institutions around the world and in the United States, who either knowingly are allowing millions and millions of dollars from drug sales and criminal cartels. They're allowing by looking the other way, or they're allowing consciously, because it means it means that potentially the criminal cartels can park hundreds of millions of dollars, if not a billion dollars, spread out in these major uh, banking and major financial institutions, the big ones. Now, on top of that, on top of all the drug money that's sitting in banks all over America, on top of that, you now have at least a billion dollars globally sitting in major banks and major financial institutions. And the heads of the criminal cartels and the governments that are involved in child sex trafficking are, are hiding their profits in these gigantic major banking and financial institutions. So you have a corruption that is so deep and it reaches the highest levels because when you have that level of corruption, the level of corruption in terms of the major drug trafficking and the, the major corruption in, in child sex trafficking, when you reach that level of money and power that comes with it, the listen, the ability to hire private armies, not, not a bunch of thugs, not just gangs. Yeah, there are gangs that are involved in this. But in addition to gangs, they have the capital and the money to, to buy highly trained private military operations and private armies. I mean, we're talking about sophisticated armies that own jets, that own uh, ships, that own all kinds of sophisticated military weaponry, because there's so much money involved, and money and war go hand in hand. So this is a very volatile situation. You can pay people off up and down the ladder 
You can control, own, and pay people off in, in courts, in, in politics, in, in every level and sector of society. Any mayor, any, any sheriff, a, a police departments. The ability to buy and control is endless when you enter this, this twilight world of child sex trafficking. Not to mention that so many of these young girls and boys end up dying or are used until they're just a, a shell of what they formerly used to be. It's, 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 I, I, could, I couldn't even bring up what goes on because it is so horrible. It is so nightmarish that I, I won't do it. You, 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 you know, you've got an imagination. Use it to, to your discretion. Anything you could, but let me tell you this. Anything you could conceive of, what is really happening, is a hundred times worse than what you can conceive of. And you've got to own that because that's the truth. And then when you own the truth, you've got to do something about it. So the sound of freedom is making a fortune at the box office. And then you've got to ask the question, why was the film suppressed? Why is it being attacked by all the major media? And then you ask this question, because I've been asking all these questions. My research has gone into this area for decades. Because the further you get up the pyramidal organizational structure of what is called the temporary god of this world system, Lucifer, you see how it's all interconnected. And for even innuendoing that, you're, you're subject to all kinds of attack. So they are trying to, 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 first of all, say that all of this is an exaggeration. What the movie Sound of Freedom is revealing, it, they're trying to discredit it and say it's an exaggeration. And by calling it an exaggeration is simply the usage of lies to try to suppress the truth that the movie is really exposing. And then they're trying to say this ridiculous thing is just absurd, that the filmmakers and stuff are part of some QAnon operation. And this whole thing doesn't really exist. It's just a QAnon uh, fantasy. And that's a flat-out lie. And trying to say, well, the, the people involved in the film are, you know, with QAnon, which is not true at all. So, so you have to ask yourself, the, the level of attack is so outrageous. So who is really behind? Who is financing? Because, you see, again, as so often in, in America in, in the last number of years, we have seen time after time when, when the experts and the powerful elite thought they had everything under their thumb. Everything was under their control. And then at the last moment, the elite and the people who have the, the, the power, the people who really control America and the people who really control the world, time after time in the last number of years, they thought when they had it all put away, they thought they had the whole thing done. If they were in total control, then out of the middle of nowhere, the whole thing blew up in front of their faces and they discovered that, no, they didn't have it under control, that they lost, that they lost power and, and the truth and the light of truth began to shine into the corridors of darkness in the highest level political and, and places of power. The light began to expose the hidden works of darkness. So let me throw something out to you that you will not hear anywhere else. And that's this. The reason you are seeing this seismic earthquake shaking of different industries, including the child sex trafficking industry, the reason you're seeing such a shakeup, the reason you're seeing a light expose the hidden works of darkness like it's never been exposed before, is not because of QAnon. It's because there is a God 
a God that they have tried to brainwash our youth, our children, and adults into not believing even exists. They have been the people that control this world system. Wake up, fool. The people that control this world system, people that control this world system have for decades after decades after decades been indoctrinating, socially engineering, and brainwashing young children, adults, and people of all ages. They have literally brainwashed them and indoctrinated them into not believing that the true biblical God exists. And they have brainwashed them and programmed them over and over again using technologies such as scientific mind control, which I document in my books, which you need to get and not be uneducated. And you know you need to really know what you're talking about. And then you need to, to, to spread the truth. That's your job. Otherwise, you're failing in your mission here on Earth. So they've been indoctrinating children and young people for many generations now. They told them there's no such thing as God. We're, we're just evolved animals, and we're here on Earth by total accident, or what is known as just random chance evolution. That the whole, there's no meaning to life. Uh, there is no God. There is no absolute right. There is no absolute wrong. Do you understand how all of this fits together like a giant puzzle piece? These are not abstractions. These are not all different kinds of truths like a giant puzzle piece that somebody scattered across the floor. What I've been talking to you about for decades, and others have too, and including this topic today, the truth of the matter is that all of these segments of truth, all of these categories of truth that we're talking about right now and we've been talking about for decades, indicate and prove that at the highest levels, this world system that we live under is a satanically energized world system. And if you have a problem with that, let me tell you something, then ultimately you don't have a problem with me. You have a problem with the Bible the Old Testament, the New Testament, you have a, your problem is with the Bible, your problem is with the biblical God, and your problem is with Jesus Christ. Your problem is not with Paul McGuire. I'm not your problem. I'm not the originator of this truth. The originator of this truth is God Almighty, the Supreme Being. He does exist. It's everywhere, eyes wide open. You look up at the night sky and you see the dazzling array of stars. And then you think about the orbits and the amount of, of power that these starbursts and the speed of light. And then you think about the moon and the sun and the earth and the gravitational pull. And you think about our ecosystem, how delicate, how precise, how balanced it all has to be. And then you look at human beings or animals or whatever, and you see the enormous and overwhelming complexity of any human being. It's, it's so it's the reality screams at us that God is alive 24/7. There is no way that the, the computer-like precision that humans uh, exceed, the mathematical calculations that are necessary, the, the understanding of physics and biology and genetics and DNA that all go into to the biological system and being fruitful and multiplying and all of that stuff. It is so obvious that if you have even a, a fragment left of a rational mind, it is obvious that we are here by not just an intelligent design, but the intelligent design is part of an intelligence 
which reflects the fact that this intelligence can only be attributed to the existence of a viable, 100% real, 100% documented, 100% authenticated biblical creator, capital C, creator of this world, creator of mankind, also known as the supreme being, the biblical God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is truth. And so everything emanates from him and what you're seeing and what we're, where we are. You have to understand where we are in terms of historic time and in terms of prophetic time. We are in what the Bible predicted thousands of years ago. We are literally in what the Bible calls the last days. The last days prophetically before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to planet Earth. Because when Jesus returns to planet Earth, he, people say, why would God do what he's going to do? Figure out what happens to children during the, 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 the molestation, rape, torture, and murder that occurs during child sex trafficking. How horrendous, horrendous, how awful that is. And then ask the question, why does Jesus Christ have to return? Because he's loved, and he cannot tolerate these monstrosities to exist. And the worst part of it is, all of these monstrosities are connected on an invisible, multidimensional level. They're all connected to an invisible power and control system known as Ancient Babylon, or Mystery Babylon, also known as um, Mystery Babylon in the, in the Book of Revelation. And Mystery Babylon is the great harlot. The, 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 and then the book of Revelation tells us that the kings of the earth, the mighty men and the mighty women of earth, the super elite, the super wealthy, the heads of governments, the kings and queens of planet earth, that they fornicated constantly with Mystery Babylon, the great harlot. And why did they fornicate with her? Because that fornication represents a supernatural and spiritual oneness where they draw they draw literally. And God wants you to understand this. Quit acting like a two-year-old who doesn't understand the basic principles of the Word of God. The reason the kings of this earth and the, the elite of this earth are fornicating with mystery Babylon, you know what that means. Well, then get it, okay? Get it. The lesson's over. You've been told what it is. Now accept it. It's a spiritual system that will bestow Luciferian supernatural power to those that are willing to fornicate with Mystery Babylon. And that's why, in the last days, that's why God, God's own children—see, this is everything I'm talking about is interconnected. It's one puzzle piece. You can choose to look at the one puzzle piece as— a hundred fragmentary pieces lying on the floor that don't appear to make sense because they're scattered all over the floor, and what you see is just individual fragments of what was once a giant coherent puzzle piece. But if you bother to assemble the various puzzle pieces and put them together and, and, match, and match up their interlocking segments, the interlocking segments of the puzzle pieces can be assembled together, and when they're assembled together, it's no longer this colored abstraction of meaningless images. When you fit them together as they're designed to be fit together, like any puzzle, the puzzle becomes a very crystal clear, coherent, meaningful picture, which reveals to you a literal picture of reality that is perfectly understandable. Okay, so 
the same methodology has to be employed when you're using your God-given senses. That means your God-given eyes, your God-given brain, your God-given intelligence, and your God-given senses. And then when you put the puzzle piece together, you can see a very clear picture of what's happening. You see, when you have Christians erroneously and in flat-out rebellion to God, you have Christians and Christian ministers and denominations literally standing up before God, rebelling outrageously from God's Word, where God specifically says in the beginning of the book of Revelation and at the end of the book of Revelation, God specifically forbids that any one of his people or any Bible teacher or minister, God specifically warns them and forbids them from changing or altering or modifying in any way the clear, straightforward, and original content of the book of Revelation. So when you, and including if you are a Christian in any capacity that refuses or rebels from teaching the book of Revelation, God says that you will not be allowed into heaven. Why? Because when you commit the sin of refusing to teach the book of Revelation, or if you commit the sin of altering, modifying, censoring, or transforming the book of Revelation and attempt to make it say something other than what it really says, that that activity that you're involved in, which is the mutilation of the book of Revelation, God says the punishment for that is that you will be that your name will not be written in the book of life. Well, we know from reading the book of Revelation that if your name is not written in the book of life, you cannot possibly enter the kingdom of heaven. You're shut out for all eternity. This is a serious sin. So when you're looking at the interlocking puzzle pieces and you're scratching your head as to why we're on the verge of a great reset, why uh, child sex trafficking is rampant, why during the Super Bowl, whatever city the Super Bowl is in, that becomes the biggest sex trafficking city in America during the time of the Super Bowl, why America is the sex trafficking, a child sex trafficking capital of the world. You, you look at all the puzzle pieces, and if you put them together, where you will rationally and intelligently arrive with your intellect and your God-given common sense is to the place where you recognize there is an irreversible and an interconnectedness between the, the acceleration of child sex trafficking in America and the all-out assault on the truths of the Word of God, not only by those that are atheists and humanists and communists and transhumanists, but most egregiously before God. The primary attack against the book of Revelation comes from God's own children, God's own people, Christian ministers, Christian denominations, Christian pastors, Christian churches are leading the way among the different people groups in America that are attacking God's word and assaulting God's word by they refuse to teach Revelation. They're censoring Revelation. And all of these things are are specifically warned about by God in the book of Revelation, where he says, the price tag for his people, if they engage in these attacks and suppression of the book of Revelation, is that they will not be allowed, their names will, will be blotted out from the book of life. And so this is, listen to what I'm saying, this is imperative. This is equivalent in the eyes of God to fornicating with Babylon the Great, the great harlot in the book of Revelation. Let me repeat what I said because you're not going to hear it anywhere else. That's why you need to stand behind this ministry and support it with your donations, with your prayers, with your volunteerism, 
You're either on the side of the armies of light or you're on the side of the armies of darkness. So you make your choice. And your choice is evidenced by your actions. So, there is an, a connection between child sex trafficking, the, the, the subjugation of America on, on just about every front, and the assault and attack by those that call themselves Christians, those that call themselves the Christian Church, who, who attack the book of Revelation, who attack God's Word, who, who distort the book of Revelation, suppress the book of Revelation, and attack God's Word. All of these things are interconnected like one giant puzzle piece that when you assemble it together, aha, all of a sudden it makes crystal clear sense. So before we continue, as the Lord leads you by His Spirit, and that means you have to listen to what the Lord is saying, whatever the Lord is telling you to do, you're obligated to do as I am. And that means if the Lord is saying, you need to support this ministry and what we're doing, Paul McGuire Ministries, Paradise Mountain Church, and what we're doing, then go to paulmcguire.us. You can donate or contribute securely, but join with us because we can't do it alone. And with your volunteerism and signing up for our e-blast and stuff, these are all practical activities you can get involved in that will tangibly do good. Now, I could go into a whole list of accomplishments of how we've influenced, motivated, and affected many different leaders, many different ministries, many different people. But I I will have to trust the Lord to impress that upon you, because I'm not going to put myself in a position where I have to name a list of people that we've influenced that you would know and people we've motivated, because I do not want to be uh, misunderstood as merely bragging or boasting. So I will place it in your hands and whatever, simply say whatever the Lord tells you to do. do. So please visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a nanosecond. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Thank you for standing with us, by the way. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for praying for us and me. Thank you. So, the, so when anybody speaks the truth at any level in our society, they are attacked viciously. So it's not surprising that the sound of freedom would be attacked viciously. And they're making all these stories up that it's some kind of QAnon conspiracy, which is false, because I've looked at the people involved in it, the, the key people, they're not involved in QAnon. So that's, they're trying to discredit the message of the movie by, by associating it with organizations that it has nothing to do with. And then I happened to notice that all the key media basically were using the same talking points, the same one-liners, the same phrases as they all these major media outlets, you know, like the Washington Post, the New York Times. You can go down the list. And they were all attacking the sound of Vanity Fair. They were all attacking the Sound of Freedom film using the same talking points, the same arguments, the same quotes. And as I and, and and there was a picture on the internet of the front page of a lot of their websites, these media organizations, so you could see who it was that was attacking the Sound of Freedom. And instantly, I recognized by the list of these powerful so-called news media organizations that the vast majority of them are either infiltrated by high-level people in the intelligence agencies 
or um, they are controlled to one degree or another by high-level people from these intelligence agencies. In other words, they're just not speaking on their own behalf and personal opinion. They're speaking on behalf of what the deep state, or what is called the deep state, believes. They're mouthpieces for the deep state, which then leads you to the question, why is the deep state, why would the intelligence agencies be concerned about a movie that's alerting people to the dangers and horror to children in the sex trafficking industry? Why would the intelligence agencies be attacking a movie that's sole purpose is to educate and inform and alert parents and concerned citizens about the danger and existence of child sex trafficking? Something isn't right here. Now, before you go off in an uneducated diversion in your mind and say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, my, my answer to you is either put up or shut up. I've done the research on this. And in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, <clears throat> including my other books, I list, in fact, I quote from an article in Rolling Stone magazine, a big, very liberal entertainment slash news magazine that's been around since, I don't know, the early 70s, Rolling Stone magazine. But Interestingly enough, the the Pulitzer Prize winning uh, investigative reporter, who at that time was coming off his success because he wrote the big expose on Nixon and Watergate, and I'm talking about uh, Carl Bernstein and the other journalist. So Bernstein was was like a superstar as a journalist, because he exposed Nixon and Watergate and won a Pulitzer Prize. But Carl Bernstein, a number of years later, wrote for Rolling Stone magazine an expose journalistic investigative piece in which he exposed in detail, naming names, the massive infiltration and the massive control of the media by the CIA, and he named names, and he named the, the head journalists, and he named the, the publishers, the editors, and it was like, a, it was a very long article, and I've quoted it and documented it in, in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Souls of Mankind in the History of the World. And you can see there documented proof, naming names, of the exact intelligence agencies, basically the CIA, and how they infiltrated all the big news media or entertainment media conglomerates um, and motion picture studios and news organizations. And he, he has quotes, he has people on record. So my source is not some right-wing conservative source. My source is Rolling Stone and what gives that credibility uh, is based on the fact that a very liberal uh, and highly respected in liberal circles, uh, Carl Bernstein, the investigative reporter who won a Pulitzer Prize for his expose of Watergate and Nixon, he's the same journalist who wrote this expose on the CIA infiltration of the news media. And it, 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 it will blow your mind because it's so, 
it's so above and beyond what you would ever possibly think the level of control is. Now, they obviously allowed him to publish that. So I'm not going to go into that because I, I, I don't know why they allowed them to publish it, probably because it was becoming common knowledge anyway. So that proves that even today our media is controlled by the deep state. So the question has to be asked. Now, this is, this is where all this goes to. This is why I write my books. This is why I talk about Mystery Bat. But they're all inter, interrelated, including The Sound of Freedom. What this tells us is that um, when you look at what these publications, these major public, and I, and I talk about this in detail, documentation, you know, in books like A Prophecy of the Future of America, um, The Day the Dollar Died, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, uh, The Great... Power from on high, and other books. I talk about this, I document it. And what you will see over the decades going back from our time period forward is a consistent, a consistent agenda in which Christian values, Christian beliefs, true capitalist beliefs, beliefs in the traditional family are always being attacked by the entertainment industry and the mainstream media. And it becomes obvious. I've written so many books on all this. It becomes obvious that that this is a controlled operation from the deep state that is happening not only in America, but around the world. It's a constant assault, a constant attack on Judeo-Christian America, Christian America, biblical values, a biblical worldview. It's continual. It goes back to the early 70s when at that time, Time Magazine was one of the biggest, most powerful magazines. Time Magazine and Look Magazine. Sorry, I meant Look, really. Look Magazine was one of the most powerful magazines. It was up there or beyond Newsweek and Time Magazine. And Look Magazine had a cover story about a big publisher who was experimenting with psychedelic mushrooms. And so the purpose of the story, and there were many other stories in many other major media publications, that all in unison, were actively promoting psychedelic drugs like mushrooms, LSD, and the Timothy Leary message. They were aggressively promoting the usage of LSD. Why? Because LSD is a chemical agent, and I, I, I was the first one to expose this. It's in my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. I was the first one to expose this on a national and international level. But everything that I've said is true. The entire, and that's, it's true, and it's summed up in my book, Power From One Eye, because I actually lived through what I researched starting as a young boy growing up in New York City. I literally lived through the, the engineered counterculture. It wasn't accidental. It wasn't random. It was deliberately put together by the deep state in order to destroy America and to, to, to pave the way for the Great Reset, the New World Order and a uh, kind of Luciferian global order, and the one-world government, one-world religion, and one-world economic system, the neural implant, and finally, what is now called the Great Reset. They were busy tearing down in people's minds, especially the children, anything that, that flowed from Christian values. And so this child sex trafficking is just a, is, is, is a final nail in the coffin. So you have to understand that. 
you have to you have to see this not in 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 the form of individual segments of truth. You have to perceive and see this for what it is. It's one giant whole unified matrix that fits together like a giant puzzle piece into a crystal clear image by which you can see clearly the fact that our reality is being manufactured by highly sophisticated scientists, futurists, sociologists, psychologists, biologists, etc., etc. And until you are able to arrive at that level of understanding and speak about it, Christians are going to be forever on retreat. Well, thank God that the, the sound of freedom is about truth. And so, it's being attacked by all these giant media organizations. Many of them are the same media organizations that Carl Bernstein, the Pulitzer Prize winning uh, investigative journalist, exposed. The same ones that he exposed in Rolling Stone magazine. That's why they continually, despite what the American public thinks or believes, they will continually function as hitmen for the deep state. And who are the deep state? Well, the deep state, I explain it in my book, in my books. I don't have time in today's program to, to, to give you a whole outline of the deep state, but it all connects to the deep state. Because what, what, this whole thing has to be looked at holistically as one giant puzzle that's assembled, not as fragmentary, abstract puzzle pieces. It's one puzzle piece. It's one reality. And that's what God wants us to see, because he wants us to do something about it. This whole thing, when I did my research, this is about 15 or 20 years ago, it was extensive research. I did a deep dive into international sex trafficking and discovered that the people behind it ultimately were the, the largest governments in the world, the largest financial institutions in the world, and the largest criminal cartels in the world. So, this is why the entire media complex, instead of applauding the producers of The, the, the Sound of Freedom for, for daring to expose this outrageous crime against our young children, they're being vilified, attacked, and accused of everything under the sun. But it's total lies. The, what, is being, what they're being accused of is total lies. Now, here's the irony. Despite all the lies that they're being attacked with, the fact of the matter is, is that the box office dollars for the movie The Sound of Freedom is just blowing through the roof of Hollywood. The movie is generating more money than all the big projected box office hits by all the major studios that spent hundreds of millions of dollars on their budgets. I think the, I think the budget for the, the latest uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark series film. I think it was something over $300 million. That's just for the production. That doesn't count the marketing and distribution. And yet, by the second day of its release, The Sound of Freedom, which Disney locked up for five years, uh, surpassed all these other big-budget blockbuster movies at the, at the box office, which tells you, this is the good news, it tells you that there's this enormous hunger in the hearts of the American people. And the good news is, it's not just Christians. It's Christians and other people who love God, who love children, who want to do the right thing, who believe, they're, despite what they've been educated and brainwashed to believe, thank God they're still thinking for themselves, and they know in their hearts that what is these criminal activities that are being done 
to young children and sex trafficking is wrong. And that's why they're seeing the movie. That's why they're supporting the movie. Because, like it or not, and I could talk to you about this all the time, I mean, the only way for me in this ministry to win in the system of uh, the Internet, because they rig the numbers, is for you to support me and to sign up directly as liking or joining our e-blast list or social media page or whatever. It does an end run around their evil grip based on lies. Well, they're trying to do the same thing with the Sound of Freedom. They're trying to lie about it and discredit it and say it's, none of it's true. It's all a you know, right-wing Christian paranoid fantasy, QAnon fantasy. But that, those are lies. They can't discredit the movie by speaking the truth, because that, then they, that would reveal the fact that what the producers are trying to tell us in the movie, The Sound of Freedom, is the truth. So they're caught in a, in a, in a quagmire. They're caught in their own deceit, because if, they use, if, they try to just, if the movie really was false, then they would use falsehoods and lies in an attempt to discredit the movie, The Sound of Freedom. But the fact of the matter is the movie is really based on truth. It's based on a true story. It's truth. And so using lies to destroy the truth of sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, would backfire on them. And yet, this is the question you have to ask yourself. This is what you've got to get other people to ask themselves. This is, this is how you move from being lost in the wilderness to possessing the promised land. You've got to persuade your friends and people you know and family members and people you love you have to use your influence to intelligently communicate to them that, unfortunately, that this movie is exposing the truth of child sex trafficking in America and around the world. That's the sad truth. Because, apparently, the deep state, which is, was supposed to be working for us, the intelligence agencies that are supposed to be working for America, one has to seriously ask that question, at least when it comes to basic Christian morality, right and wrong, and, and the topic of child sex trafficking. How can, you, how can you attack somebody who's trying to set the children who are being killed, tortured, raped, and victimized by child sex trafficking? How can you attack anyone who's trying to set those people free? What does that make you as a person? There are people listening to me right now that you are part of some of the organizations that I alluded to, and you know exactly who you are. You listen to this program, and you take little notes and stuff. Well, what is your purpose? Your purpose is to attempt to attack me or suppress what I'm saying or to divert people uh, from the message I'm giving. Well, what's the message I'm giving? I'm trying to get people awake to the fact that child sex trafficking is real and that we have a moral responsibility to save the children. So if you're devoting your time, energy, and money, and making your living being connected to or part of some organization that is devoted to discrediting, to suppressing, to marginalize anybody uh, who was trying to tell the truth about this, what does that make you morally? What does that make you in the eyes of God? Forget about me. Forget about the other people. What does that, what category does that put you in, in the eyes of God? It puts you in the category of somebody who has decided with an act of their will to be opposed to those that are trying to rescue children, being opposed to those that are trying to tell the truth about child sex trafficking, and being opposed. You're putting yourself in a position of being part 
of the group that is opposed to truth, to true love, to caring, to rescuing the children. I mean, you can say anything you want to say, but that's where you are. And so I don't rejoice in that, but, but you need to know that's where you are. If you chose to be there, you say, well, I don't believe in God. Well, you have been given the right by the God that you don't believe in to not believe in him. Because he's a God of free choice, unlike totalitarianism, which strips men and women of their free choice. The God that you apparently have decided to oppose believes in giving you free choice. But, you know, this is not about you and it's not about me, because when the day is done, every one of us will give an accountability of what we did or didn't do in this lifetime for God, who is love for God, who is love, will give an account of our lives. And the Bible says, as you know, as a man or a woman sows, that they will also reap. As you sow, so shall you reap. So if you put your energy, your expertise, your talents and abilities into destroying voices that would attempt to rescue children from from the most horrific fate, then that is what you have sown with your life. Or you could stop. I mean, you listening to to me now, you know who you are. You know who you are. And the very words that I'm speaking are resonating in you only because of one reason. Because I'm speaking the truth to you. And you are a fully functional human being who is intelligent enough, perceptive enough. You know the truth when you hear it. And this is not about politics. This isn't about Democrat versus Republican or any of that stuff. This is about the most basic forms of right and wrong. And so you know that what I'm telling you is the truth. And that includes the warning that went along with it. So you have a choice from this moment, or I guess the time clock began whenever God first warned you. You know, when God warns you, it's very wise to pay attention. It is not a smart thing to do to get on the wrong side of God. To actually, to position yourself willfully to be an enemy of God, that's not wise. Because whether you deny him or not, God is all-powerful and God sees everything. So it's not wise to make yourself an enemy of God. That, that goes for any of us, not just you, that goes for any of us. So you still have, even at this moment, and I don't know where you are in terms of your clock with God, but you would not be hearing this warning now, at this moment, if God was not giving you an opportunity. And the opportunity, you already know what it is. God is giving you the opportunity to stop doing what you're doing because it's evil in his eyes. And God is giving you an opportunity to begin doing what is right in his eyes. It's giving you a chance right now. Now, I'm not God. I never claim to be. But when God gives you a chance, there's always a time clock on it. So at some point, the timing of your chance runs out. I don't know when it runs out. God knows. But you don't want to be walking down the street somewhere or and sleep a bed somewhere or whatever, and all of a sudden, you, you, you know, some 
fatal failure of your bodily part or something happens and you go out and you never changed your ways. You don't want that to happen to you. You really don't. But you, you need to respond to God's warning. And there's only one proper way to respond to the warning of God when you know he's warning you, as, he, as you know he's warning you now. And that is, you have to change your direction. What, you're, what you are doing by attacking those who are trying to set people free, what you are doing by using your energies, by trying to bring down what is good and right, is evil in the sight of God. So he's giving you an opportunity to, to use the old-fashioned word, to repent. So you need to do that, just like I had to do it, just like everybody has to do that. The alternative, you already know the alternative. It's in the book of Revelation. You've read the book of Revelation. You're an intelligent person, and you have probably a relatively high degree of theological understanding of the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. But you have decided with an act of your will, not an act of your rational or logical intellect, but with an act of your will, you have decided to rebel against the truth in God's Word and say it isn't so, even though your rational intellect, your logical intellect, knows that the Bible is true, because it is true rationally and intellectually as well as spiritually. You know that. You have a, a, a relatively high degree of theological understanding considering the Bible, which probably suggests you have had some exposure to Christianity and the Bible somewhere during your lifetime or childhood or education. And maybe it was a bad experience. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But just because what you experienced was bad or negative doesn't mean that Christianity is not true. I mean, I got saved fleeing from a denominational Christian retreat because it was such an abomination. Okay, so, but I got saved because I made the choice to discern the difference between the religion or man-made interpretation of Christianity, along with all its faults, and true Christianity, which is based on the Bible. You're responsible to make that choice. We all are. So, to you listening now, for which this latter part of this message was intended and directed, I mean, I've done my job. I've given you the warning I was supposed to give you. Now, you're responsible for what you do with it. I'm not responsible for what I do with it. I'm responsible for me, good, bad, and ugly. But you're responsible for you. And I pray that you will do what is right before God. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Stand with us as we seek to call upon the, the true God and, and to put love, real love, in action. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.